Welcome to the Business Developers Network, where today's leading business developers share and learn innovative business development concepts to generate greater value for their businesses. Hosted by Artie Ruderman, Principal of Innovative Growth Solutions. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta and worldwide across the PBC syndicated networks. This episode made possible in part by Innovative Growth Solutions. For more info, visit igscorp.net. And now, please welcome your host of the Business Developers Network, Artie Ruderman. Hello. Today we have a very interesting guest. We have Robert Long, who's the VP of Economic Development for Forsyth County and coming Forsyth County Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Robert is a professional with over 20 years experience in economic and community development and an active member of the Georgia Economic Developers Association. You know, most people know that a county collects taxes and provides community services, but they do not realize that a county is a business, a big business that is competing for market share and revenue just like every other business. It will be enlightening to learn from Robert the business development activities for Forsyth Cumming Counties, uh, sorry, Forsyth County Chamber of Commerce, for attracting residents and doing business in and with the county. Hmm. Uh, a little background on Robert, just to get to know him a little bit. Uh, he's a graduate of Florida State University, and what's interesting is he graduated with a degree in demography, so we'll have him explain that. Uh, and he's also a... Um, graduate with honors in sociology from University of South Carolina, Aiken. Um, but what's more interesting is Robert dedicated himself to community development right from the get-go. So that's kind of interesting as, as well. So, Robert, please just tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you got involved in economic development for communities. Uh, sure. Uh, as you mentioned, I've been doing economic development over 20 years now, uh, I'm one of those people, when I got into economic development, I probably couldn't have told you what economic development was. Uh, you know, I did my undergraduate in sociology at USC Aiken. Uh, I had some connections, and I enjoyed the kind of the number side of sociology and, uh, you know, went forward and got my master's in demography. Uh, at the same time, when you got your master's in demography, it's like, what do you do with a master's in demography? What is right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, demography at its heart is population studies, uh, and I will say at the program at Florida State, um, you know, we our curriculum included, uh, you know, economics, sociology, geography, uh, urban planning, uh, and at the time, you know, uh, you know, in retrospect, it's been a fantastic degree. Uh, they provide a fantastic, I guess, a great foundation for uh, particularly being a local economic developer, because I tell people, uh, you know, we have to know a little bit about a lot. Uh, and at the same time, when you think of population, there's a direct correlation between population and workforce, which is workforce is uh, vitally important uh, to, uh, you know, it's kind of the lifeblood for economic development. You know, how do we, what kind of workforce do you have? Where, where do you attract? What's the, the, you know, labor shed? Where do you get your workers from? Because although we I work for a county, uh, businesses don't really care about the county line. They were looking at, where, you know, where's my workers going to come from? And so I know a lot of folks, you know, you know developers can get very territorial you really have to be a little more open-minded because, you know, like I said, businesses don't care where that county line is. You know, they, they just care where the workers are coming from. Well, I'm going to go back to the demography, uh, which is very important because this is the business developers network, and mm -hmm. business development is holistic. Um, it, it really is more than just marketing and mm -hmm. sales. It's how you get to marketing sure. and sales. And the insight and the analysis is very important. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So that really applies not just to understanding the community, but it applies to any business understanding and connecting themselves to the market. Oh, sure. And like I said, at that time, uh, you, know, uh, you know, you could not get a degree in econ development. That's changed. I mean, uh, Georgia Tech uh, has a, actually um, – uh, you, know, you get a master's in demography, or economic development today. That didn't, that didn't exist, uh, you know, 20 years ago. You could probably teach it now. Um, what I will say is that, I, you know, several of the folks I knew in, in, you know, that were in my class or a, a year ahead of me in my demography program actually ended up in econ development. Uh, and so uh, it, you know, it's not just me. Uh, it's just turned out to be a fantastic kind of foundation for this. And I said my first job, uh, you know, out of school – uh, you know, was uh, back in my home community. I said I assumed when I got this sort of specialized degree, I'd have to go to Atlanta, Charlotte, you know, Birmingham's a bigger market. Uh, and I was very fortunate. I was able literally to go right back home and start my you know career in econ development uh, right off the bat. And I spent 14 years in Aiken Edgeville County before uh, going over and running being the econ development director uh, in uh, you know Darlington County when near Florence, South Carolina. And then six or seven years ago, I came to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome, and we're glad you did. Let's talk about Forsyth County and, and Cumming for just a, min, uh, sure. a moment. Um, Forsyth County and Cumming, the city of Cumming, is, is located in the northeast edge of metro Atlanta uh, on the shores of Lake Lanier and the foothills of North Georgia Mountains. It's uh, home to some of the largest and most innovative companies across the state, nation, and globe. Um, just recently, mm-hmm. I did a tour of Scientific Games, the printer of mm-hmm. all the lottery tickets, and they create billions of billions of lottery tickets just an amazing uh facility um it it has a strategic location in northern Mm -hmm. georgia uh it has a talented workforce uh very good education uh, property taxes are, are actually fairly low. Yes, we're actually one of the lowest property tax communities in the state of georgia. Mhm. So, um let's let's talk about uh, the county, just sure. to give people an introduction to it well, more than, uh, you than know, I just said. On paper, Forsyth County should not be successful. Um, you know, we have no interstate. We have no rail. And because we had no traditional rail, we had no traditional industry that located in Forsyth County. Mm. So up and through the 80s, you know, we were one of the smallest, poorest counties in all of Georgia. Uh, and the game changer for us was Georgia 400. You know, Georgia 400 is our interstate. That has been our, our lifeblood that really was, you know, took us from literally being uh, one of the poorest counties in the state and then in only, a, you know, less than 30 years to become the most affluent county in the state of Georgia has been phenomenal. But because of that, you know, we, you know there are certain kind of projects that don't make sense for Forsyth County. You know, if you're a project and, uh, you know, we don't see, you know, oftentimes somebody says, well, we want to be on the interstate. If we're not within two or three miles of an interstate, interchange we don't want to look at you well if that's your attitude and that's what your criteria is you're not going to even look at Forsyth County uh, and so uh, you know uh, but what we have found is that you know we have a lot of folks that have, as the pressures up for Georgia 400 up North Fulton through the city of Alpharetta that that pressure obviously drew uh, you know a highly educated workforce that lived in our community uh, and uh, it's really been sort of a something that sort of has developed kind of organically over the last 20 years or so. That's interesting that, that you mentioned on paper mm-hmm. Forsyth County would not be uh, an area that would experience any kind of growth or attract mm-hmm. businesses uh, because as of right now, it is, it is rated as one of the fastest growing uh, communities in, the, in one of the counties, one of the fastest in the state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it has the healthiest county, which maybe you can tell us what sure, that, sure. that means. But this is a, a kind of interesting. It's also the most affluent county in the state sure. of Georgia. 
Um, and it's a, a community for incoming investment, and it has a very high-rated public school system. So elaborate on that a little bit. Sure. Uh, you know, I'll start with the school system. I think when people want to move to a community, you know, I think the school system, particularly if you have school-aged kids, is one of the top priorities. You're going to look for the areas that you think has the best school system. And we're very fortunate that our school system over the last 20 years has really uh, has become the number one school system in the state of Georgia. You know, if you look at the statistics, you know, we have a uh, uh, the highest ACT, highest SAT scores. Uh, we have a very innovative uh, school system. Uh, you know, uh, we have uh, five traditional high schools at the moment. We have a six that's getting ready to open, uh, which will be Denmark High School in South Forsyth to kind of relieve some pressure from the other schools because unfortunately when you have a rapid growth uh, with that you have uh, overcrowding in your schools and you have to you know uh, it takes a little while to be able to get the funding and the financing to be able to build the next school the school i'm most excited about is the alliance academy the alliance academy is our first countywide high school no athletics uh, and it's got really some specialized program that literally no other school s- systems are offering in the state of Georgia. We have a specialized program on mechatronics. We have a specialized program on aviation where you can, uh, you know, have flight, flight simulators. And if you want to be able to get your uh, general aviation uh, pilot's license before you graduate high school, you have that opportunity. Uh, they have a, a, a school system with a, uh, if you're interested in law or anything associated with law, uh, we have a classroom that's got a mock courtroom in it. So you can actually uh, have students, be, you know, be able to do some, uh, I guess, uh, you know, experience what it's like to be in uh, that, that particular courtroom is literally was, is built off a scale model of our actual courtroom in coming Georgia. <laughs> so it's a, you got, and then like on the first responders program, there's a, a mock-up of a uh, ambulance where you can actually uh, practice, you know, what it's like to build up, you know, get people on a stretcher and get them in the ambulance and how do you treat them? Uh, they have a mock-up of a uh, uh, living room. And so you can use that to experience how do you get somebody off a of bed who's, you know, falling on the ground and hurt themselves. But you can also use it for crime, you know, crime screen investigation. So you can do a mock-up crime scene and then let the kids figure out how to solve that crime. Uh, so these are some just you know innovative programs that the Alliance Academy literally we just had the grand opening for it this, this past Saturday, uh, and it's really going. To be, I said I think a game changer in education because it's just going to be, you have some fantastic programs as I mentioned that literally no other high school has. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned the public school systems because remember now a, a county uh, is really serving. Two masters, if you will. You're trying to draw your sure. residential, and you're trying to draw business, and they're kind of symbiotic uh, in in a way because you, in order to draw businesses and workers, you have to have good school systems, you have to have good um, traffic flow, you have to have retail, you, mm-hmm. and there's many things that need to service the community. And outstanding com- uh, communities and economic economics for them do not happen by by chance they're built on a foundation of late leadership and sure. relationships and coming coming and Forsyth county has a very interesting um, relationship between the chamber and and the county government which is unusual to sure i mean uh, you know we uh, you know I'd say the vast majority of uh, you know economic development is done through development authorities. And every county has a development authority, uh, and oftentimes that's how you fund and run your economic development efforts. Uh, you know, we do ours through the chamber. Uh, we are one of the few what we call full service chambers. You know, we have our traditional chamber, which is the business membership side, and we have lots of programs to support our business community. Uh, we do tourism. 
and we do econ development. Uh, there are not really a whole lot of, of chambers that do kind of the trifecta, do all three of now those that, functions. That, explain that a little bit more in depth because that is unusual. It's almost like a quasi-government department. Uh, well, and a part of that department. is we are a, uh, you know, a vendor to Forsyth County. We are a vendor to the city of Cumming uh, we, we, to provide both tourism and economic development services. Uh, I won't take credit for it. It was involved, I guess, a develop uh, that relationship long before I came on board. Uh, but I think it's very beneficial because, you know, you go to other communities, you have the county doing economic development, you'll have the chamber doing economic development, you have all the various cities doing economic development, and it becomes a really crowded field. Who do I talk to to get something done? Who do I, you know, uh, uh, if I have a question, who do I talk to? And it gets confusing. In our community, uh, it's just me and I have one project manager, and we are the economic development team for Forsyth County. There's no one else that does that but us. Uh, and so from a community or from a company's perspective, looking at Forsyth County, it's very simplistic. We are the contact. There is no other, other nobody else doing what we do. How can we help you? It, it seems to be a streamlined model. Um, as other communities looking at it now, um, I, I think Hall. I don't you know Hall County has a you know Chamber of Commerce. I don't know if they do tourism, but they definitely do econ development uh, with Hall County. Uh, and the same thing. So we're not unique. There are a few who do it, but like I said we're a little unusual because if you think of the 159 counties, there's probably less than 10 that do econ development uh, as well as tourism. Hmm. Uh, let's look at the business side of what what your department, your your, I want to say company, but your entity, mm-hmm. right? The chamber uh, has to do. You you have a human resource council. You have an international engagement in- initiative. Sure. You have a manufacturing society. You have a healthcare association. Drill down on a little sure. bit of well, those. We are a, an extremely busy chamber, uh, and we have a, a little bit of something for everybody. Um, and there are certain things that fall directly under me. Uh, one of that is the manufacturing society. You know, for the manufacturing society, we have quarterly breakfast programs. We do specific programs and bring in speakers uh, to talk about things we think are important for the manufacturing community. Uh, on the international engagement, uh, we bring in, and, and I'd say the international engagement, it leans towards international manufacturers. You know, we have over 75 international companies in our community. Uh, of those, 25 have a headquarters component, too. So the program is a little bit different in that we'll also do some programs on trades. For example, our, our Q3 uh, breakfast program coming up in a, just uh, end of August, uh, you know, we, uh, everybody's talking about the tariffs and what the, what's the impact. Uh, you know, I'm getting components from Mexico, and I'm now going to get hit by, you know, hit by steel tariffs. And uh, what can I do to avoid that? And then, well, we partner, uh, you know, like anybody else, you know, we partner, uh, you know, with statewide folks. We partner with the Georgia Department of Economic Development. We partner with the Metro Atlanta Chamber of Commerce. So we have a speaker from the uh, International Trade of the Georgia Department of Economic Development who will come in to speak about, you know, what's going on, what are they seeing on the ground, what's the latest on the tariffs, the trade wars going on, and then what is that process if you do want to file for, an, you know, for an exemption uh, from the tariff. How do you do that, and uh, how do you apply, and somebody will help hold your hand to do that. Uh, they also have programs. We work the Metro Chamber where they have what's called the, uh, uh, you know, they do what's called the Export Challenge, and they look for companies that are looking to expand internationally, and that's important because international companies, if you have a, a broader base of business and customers, uh, when you have those ebbs and flows in a community or an economy that inevitably happen you have recessions you know there's just a cycle that happens well the, the you know the more customers you have and the more diverse regions of the world you have those you're able to ride out those ebb and flows of the you know the economy much better than companies that are only selling domestically uh, so we partner with uh, you know folks like with metro chamber on trade programs uh, we hosted a, a group earlier this year so if you were interested in trade and how do you do that it can be scary if you've never you know how you know and at the same time what countries and you know, there's hundreds of countries what areas 
of the, of the world do I want to target for my particular project? There are folks who will help you hold your hands and fig- help you figure that out and then help you, uh, you know, get into those markets. Well, it's been very successful because I, d- I don't know. Um, I just learned uh, recently in the last year that Atlanta is really the, the home of the, for the southeast for most um, companies um, that want to import here. Um, for the whole southeast, mm-hmm. uh, I think there's more consoles here. Correct. I think there's over like a, I think there's over a hundred like consulates yeah. uh, in our, our community. So we're and I think a big part of that is you know Atlanta, the airport. Um, and right. I, I know we've had several programs on the international engagement side where we've actually brought in like the uh, consul general of that country for our Q. Uh, Two international program. We had a, a Danish company, Hydrema, host us, and we had the honorary consul general, uh, you know, come in to be our guest speaker uh, for that program. So we're kind of blessed that we have all these resources right in our community, uh, you know. And we, we as a local economic developers, we try to take advantage of that as much as we can and come up with some very good innovative programming for our folks to learn about what's going on. I know one of the manufacturing programs we did earlier this year was OSHA. We had the uh, deputy director of OSHA uh, be our speaker. Well, most folks don't want OSHA coming into plant i mean that's the you know, uh you know that you know at least not willingly uh uh and so we had that at our local uh, i guess post road library hosted that meeting uh in uh and it's a safe environment you know it's an opportunity to ask questions and uh, you know uh, you know of course we made sure we didn't do name tags so you know you could have a conversation with the uh, deputy director of osha and not be worried about any kind of implications but it's just a forum for you to learn what's going on and like anything else nothing's stagnant nothing's stationary uh and there's changes every year there's new regulations that come down the pike or change uh, and it's an opportunity for you as HR or safety manager of that particular plant in a safe environment to ask those questions. Well and that door swings both ways by by the way. One is attracting um, foreign companies to do business here whether whether to create businesses or or factories or or have space here Um, but there's also the importing or I'm sorry the exporting you know helping companies learn how they could go worldwide with their markets and oh, sure. you know, discover Another, their markets. Another a, a great partner we have uh, is the Georgia Tech uh, MEP, a manufacturing extension partnership. So if you have a company and uh, they're, they're looking like, well, how do we get leaner and meaner and uh, produce less product and add automation and you know mm-hmm. to stay competitive, uh, the MEPs will basically uh, come in and help you rearrange your entire plant floor to be a more you know they basically have the most efficient layout for product flow, so that you can you know uh, you know oftentimes you can reduce. Your your footprint of your plant uh, because you can with the better flow uh, you don't need as much square footage and then when you free up square footage and that allows you to add another piece of equipment uh, you know and so forth uh, so the MEP has been you know very active with on our advisory board with our manufacturer society uh, you know and uh, you know and has helped us for numerous programming uh, I guess you know bringing in speakers and so forth as well so uh, you know we're just very blessed we have so many great partners in our community. Well, uh, talking about manufacturing, I know um, I'm working with a lot of manufacturers right now. And, and by the way, Georgia is the home of, of about 10,000 manufacturing mm-hmm. companies. Um, but a big issue right now is having skilled workers working in the manufacturing oh, plants. Sure. So it, it's not when, when people think of um, uh, immigration labor doing farm work, mm-hmm. it, it's really a big part of the manufacturing environment oh, sure. well, as well. well. Well, you know, we have a lot of problems, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, when little Johnny's trying to figure out what he wants to do for a living, you know, mommy wants him to go to a four-year college and get a four-year college degree, and that may not be the best fit for Johnny and his skill set. I mean, for you, know, you can go to get a two-year associate degree in welding, and, uh, and if you're willing to get certifications of travel, you can be making six figures. 
Uh, and so, and even with manufacturing, I think there's still this vision of what they've seen on the, you know, some movie from 20 years ago about what a dirty manufacturing plant looks like. Most modern manufacturing plants, you could practically eat off the floor. They're very clean environments. They've added a lot of robotics and sophisticated technology to mm-hmm. you know the automation. Uh, you know, uh, you know, one of the things like we have a current you know economic development strategic plan. It says, well, one of our targets is advanced manufacturing. And my response back is, well, what manufacturing left in the U.S. isn't advanced manufacturing? Um, and so I think there's this misperception of what is what does a modern manufacturing plant look like? And one of the programs we have done that's been very successful. This will be our third year doing it is National Manufacturing Day uh, is on the uh, first Friday of October. So this year it's on October 5th. Uh, We've done a program with our high school kids. Uh, And these are uh, kids that are interested in engineering. They're on the robotics team. Uh, They're very active in their schools. Uh, well, we've done a program. The first year we had four of our five high schools participating. We had about 90 kids. Uh, last year we had all five high schools participating, about 120 kids. And this year we have two new high schools. I mentioned all Ash Academy in Denmark. So we'll have seven high schools participating. So we'll hopefully have 150-plus kids. They basically get to do three tours of manufacturing plants in the morning. We meet up for lunch. We have a mini college fair at lunch, and then they get to do one more afternoon. And these are both 10th, 11th, 12th graders. So if we do this over several years, uh, these kids get exposed to uh, maybe a dozen different manufacturing companies in our community. They get to see real-life application of things they're learning in the classroom. Uh, I give an example. A lot of these kids are already doing stuff with CAD. They're doing stuff right. with solid work where you can turn mm-hmm. it into 3D rendering, and they get to go into a manufacturing plant and see real-life applications of how people are making a product, uh, making money, using that skill set. And so, and then they get to go walk out on the floor and see how it's actually being manufactured. And so there's a connection between what they're learning in the classroom with what is being you know, utilized in the workforce, and then how do you take that and make a product of it? Because at the end of the day, you're making a product or providing a service that people want to purchase and spend money to do that. And to be able to make that connection, and of course, we added the college fair last year because uh, you know we want the kids to understand that you know to get there you got to get an education you know you got to go somewhere either a tech school or college or mm-hmm. somewhere uh, so last year we had four colleges and universities participate this year we'd love to have more and uh, you know because it's important for kids to make those, those kind of, I guess those linkages well i i just want to reiterate what you just uh, mentioned about the uh, the opportunity that's there in six figures or high five figures oh sure uh, so that um, Kids uh, looking or considering this understand, and parents understand. Um, most manufacturing facilities I know, the labor force uh, is a high percentage, like sixty percent, are over forty years. Yeah, you have old. an aging workforce, particularly when you get in, like yeah. say, uh, the mechanical, electronic, mm-hmm. maintenance type position or mechatronic yeah. type of positions in a, in a manufacturing plant. It's definitely an aging workforce. We don't have enough young folks talented going into that field. Uh, and so, uh, you know, it's uh, you know, it's a challenge. It's a challenge for Forsyth. It's a county for everybody. People right now, you know, we're you know, nationally we're record low unemployment. You know, Forsyth County's three and a half percent unemployment right now. Wow. And finding folks uh, with that skill set is a challenge. And that's where the new high school we've created with the mechatronics program, I think, is really a uh, you know, you know, of all the programs they're offering, I'm most excited about because it's going to help create that pipeline and interest. And like I said, if if you're a you know a maintenance position in a manufacturing plant, you can be making six figures uh, because it's a highly scaled after skill set. Well, I'm going to bring the conversation back to Cumming Forsyth County Chamber sure. of Commerce. So, let's look at what are the goals of the residents and what are the goals of business. They they're, they're slightly different. Can you sure. articulate what they are? Well, you know, I, I, you know. You know, you know, we had a sort of a shift in our board of commissioners. We have five commissioners, and we had a little bit of shift uh, in, uh, you know, in 
and I think people, you know, the, I guess the new commissioner came on board there. We're trying to put in the things to kind of uh, some of the high-density development, trying to slow that down a little bit. Um, but when we had our conversation that, you know, that we thought there was just going to be this adversarial with this, uh, you know, between the, you know, the, the county right. and the chamber. But what we understood when we started having a conversation is, you know, as a chamber, we don't really have a dog, uh, I guess, a dog in the fight when it comes to the residential. We may have our personal opinions, mm-hmm. but everybody agreed that we need to grow the commercial. We need to grow the non-residential. Right. So we found common ground. Uh, and with that common ground, you know, we have more uh, support, uh, you know, I guess, uh, you know, financial support from the Forsyth County government that we have literally ever had in our history of organization, history of our Chamber of Commerce. Uh, it's that relationship with the, with the, you know, with the, uh, I guess, that understanding that we need to grow. We you know, if we don't want to become a bedroom community, uh, you know, we need to be more aggressive in our economic development efforts to attract new capital investment and jobs in our community. Um, and, you know, so, uh, you know, uh, we have a study going on right now uh, that's being funded by the county. If that's a company, we've hired a company out of Austin, Texas called TIP Strategies or TIP Strategies that is doing our first, you know, really professional, you know, uh, you know uh, consultant that's doing a five-year economic development strategic plan. We've been on this, we're on this process with them most of the year. Uh, that plan is finally going to be rolled out in August, and I'm personally very excited because it's a new plan. It's very innovative. There's some short-term, long-term uh, kind of goals, uh, but there are some really innovative things that are going to, you know, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, push back to the community. Uh, you know, that y'all really need to move forward with. You know, for us, you know, we're still, you know, we'll continue to go after manufacturing. Manufacturing, as a rule, is very capital intensive, particularly modern, advanced manufacturing. Uh, the wages, you know, associated with that are are have gone up. You know, mm-hmm. If you look at the statistics right now, but manufacturing wages are going up because it's cut that it's, uh, supply and demand. Um, and I think part of that's also the skill set. You know, the skill set associated with manufacturing today is different from 20 years ago. It's much more automation. Uh, and with that, the skill set and the equipment these people need to run, the, you know, that's a higher skill set that results in a higher wage associated with those folks. Uh, another big emphasis we're working on right now is technology. Uh, those kind of, uh, you know, people who are doing software development, uh, you know, developing apps, uh, you know, and so forth. Uh, we think that's a huge opportunity that, that we can move forward. We already have some bones of that already. We already have some technologies companies in our community in South Forsyth that has sort of spilled over into our county from North Fulton in the city of Alpharetta. We believe that's a huge opportunity for us because a lot of these folks, you know, even if they don't, you know, they live in our community, they go south and they you know, kind of get called in the, you know, the, the commuting, you know, an hour plus to get to work. Uh, and if we can create opportunities for these folks to find a job closer to home, I think most of them would jump at it. Uh, you know, we're in a very unique situation where, uh, particularly when it comes to technology companies, um, where, you know, folks are trying to, you know, how do we attract this, you know, this talent? You know, what do we do to uh, attack the talent or grow this talent in our community? And we're in a situation where very enviable uh, that the talent lives already lives in our community. Uh, and the issue we have is, you know, 75% of that talent leaves our community for jobs. So, Low-hanging fruit for us is that's a huge opportunity. If we can, you know, create the opportunity, create the uh, office-based, uh, office park, uh, those type of environments, they will stay local uh, in, uh, you know, if, if they have an option. I have um, – I'm sorry to interrupt, sure. but I noticed that we're running out of time, and I had three more questions. I'm going to lay them all sure. on you, and this way you could uh, answer if, if you can. Um, number one, I lived in, in um, the Woodlands, which is a um, sub- suburb of Houston, very similar to sure. – 
to uh, Alpharetta in distance and, and the way it was developed, uh, it has maxed out. It, it, they cannot build a new home in that mm. community and uh, very limited how many businesses. So uh, what is Forthsight's position now or what you see in the future? What are the uh, changes in the demographics for Forthsight and coming? And uh, uh, lastly, um, what attributes do you admire in other counties or other communities outside of Cumming and, and Forthsight or Georgia that you think could be achieved in Forthsight? Let me see if you can remember oh, all sure. three. <laughs> well, demographic, we are, uh, as you mentioned, we're growing. Uh, you know, we're close to 230,000 population now. Uh, we mentioned we're very affluent. Or I think our family household income is almost $95,000. Uh, you know, the people that are coming in that, that our community are highly educated. You know, almost, I think, 46% of our population has a college degree, a bachelor's degree. Um, uh, so, you know, and then if you look at the demographic shift, uh, you, know, uh, you know, historically, you know, uh, you know, Forsyth County has been very homogenous. Uh, today, that's no longer the case. Uh, you know, I think close to 12% of our population is Asian. Uh, that is by easily by far our fastest growing port segment of our population is Korean and Indian. Uh, the folks of the Korean and Indian descent, uh, and the one thing that's very interesting with that demographic is uh, we're one of the only counties in the entire United States where the immigrant population is actually better educated than the native population. Interesting, uh, and it's because you have these folks that are working in software development. Uh, they are, mm-hmm. they have PhDs, master's degrees. And those are the kind of folks that you know, are coming into our community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's really, uh, you, know, f- uh, you know, from my perspective as a demographer, my background, it's just a fascinating, uh, you know, just, uh, that doesn't happen. Uh, right. In, in, in normal circumstances mm-hmm. to have these, you know, th- these folks coming into your community. And at the same time, they're vitally important for our su- future success in our community. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know you couldn't remember all three questions. The last was, what, what uh, attributes of other communities outside of, of uh, Forsyth and coming, whether it be in Georgia or outside of Georgia, do you, do you look at and say, gee, that's something that we would like to have here? Well, I, you know, I think we, we're looking at more incubator space. Uh, we're looking for opportunities to do, to do more of the, the grow our own because if you're an entrepreneur, if you're in your 50s, you take an early separation package, you still already right. live in Forsyth County. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We think there's a huge opportunity for these folks. They're not ready to retire. Right. Uh, there's an opportunity for them to have a second career. And what can we can do as a community to create the incubator co-working space so that'll be one of the recommendations that'll be coming out of this TIP strategy that we're hoping to oh, come out next, next month is how do we do a better job of growing our own. Um, and so, I th- and I, you know, I think I mentioned before, I mean, uh, you know, we're, I think we're in a you know, very enviable position. Uh, you know, we have the second most shoreline with Lake Lanier. I think we're not doing as, as good a job to use that as a resource in our community. Uh, Hall County has several, you know, resorts. They have Linear Islands. We don't have that on the, on the Forsyth side. Uh, and so what can we do to do a better job of, make, you know, using the lake as a resource? Uh, you know, uh, we are, you know, as we mentioned earlier, we're sort of the gateway to the North Georgia mountains. What can we hmm. do as a community to take better advantage of that as a marketing tool, uh, you know, for our community? Mm-hmm. Well, in the minute we have left, is there any uh, summation you'd like to make on behalf of yourself or the well, county and city? One thing that I guess I haven't mentioned yet is the, the Halcyon Development Exit oh, 12. Yes, thank Halcyon you. is uh, the largest mixed-use development under construction right now in the whole uh, metro Atlanta area, $370 million uh, development. It's also our first development that's going to take advantage of the big greenway. Uh, you know, everybody talks about the perimeter and all the development that's happening on the perimeter on the Beltline right now. Um, this is our Beltline, the, the big greenway 
runway is, uh, I think, uh, this is really going to be a test case to, uh, you know, to really truly market that as a tool for that live-work-play environment uh, and so forth. Explain the Beltway because our listeners are not just necessarily sure. from Atlanta or Georgia. Well, the, I mean, the Beltline is, uh, you know, it's, Belt it's basically line. a perimeter around the, the city of Atlanta. It kind of mimics, I guess, you know, the, I guess the, you know, the, you know, the 285, the interstate system goes around. Uh, and a lot of it's redevelopment. You're taking old rail tracks, you're taking them up, you're, but you're using that right away to develop, uh, uh, you know, wide, you know, uh, paths for people to walk on. But when you, but now you have a lot of office developments, you have a lot of redevelopment like Pont City Market. That's happening in part because of the Beltline. Uh, you have, you know, you know, not my generation, but younger generations are much more willing to hop on a, you know, a hop on a bicycle and ride to work, and they love to have that option. Uh, and so, uh, you know, f- you know. We're looking to continue to grow that because we have lots of folks who use our big greenway. They don't necessarily use it right now to drive, you know, ride a bicycle to work or walk to work. And I think that's going to change with the house on development. Uh, you know, and for us, you know, I mentioned we're trying to go after the technology sector. Well, we have to have a place to put them. Uh, and that's where the, the house on development has plans for over, you know, I think right at 200,000 square feet of Class A office space. Uh, and that's vitally important for us to be able to be successful. If we want to, you know, we can't just talk about it. you got to have a place to put them. And Halcyon is, uh, is doing that for us. And we'd love, you know, you know for the replicate the Halcyon in, you know, whatever, you know, size, bigger or smaller, elsewhere in the community. So, so we're excited about it. It's going to be open in March of next year. Lots of restaurants, shops, and I'm Could you excited. give us a teaser of some of the uh, of the leases now? Um, I'm trying to, you know, we have a, there, I know there's a chef in Atlanta that's going to be opening a couple of restaurants. Uh, you know, I think right now they only have one restaurant location still left. So it's just a, and wow. one thing I will say really? is it's wow. a, it's really not national change. As, you know, one of the things that there's been a shift away from is the casual dining, nothing in Applebee's or Ruby Tuesdays, but people just don't want to go to those as much. They want those unique dining experiences. Interesting. Uh, and this will have them, some of those unique dining experiences. Uh, they will also have a, a new concept, which is really, a, they call it an, it's an open food hall. So they'll, it's sort of like a, you know, you imagine the old food court in a mall, right. but think of it outdoors, wide open doors. You know, they can, you know, uh, and it's just going to be an environment so you can have a, uh, you know, a, this, like I said, no one else has done this food court concept in Metro Atlanta to date. So uh, we're excited about this. This is our gateway into our community. Exit 12 is our gateway into Forsyth County. Uh, and uh, we're excited about it. We'll also have our first dining theater. Uh, Embassy Suites will be built in there, so this will be our first upscale hotel uh, that's going to be built at this development uh, as well. They'll also have plans for a true hotel. Um, so, yeah, as a community, you know, uh, we're just, just delighted they're in our community after all these years of kind of uh, working out the details for them to finally be going vertical with the construction. Uh, is really kind of, like I said, a game changer for Forsyth County. And in closing, if you could give the contact information, if I'm a resident, or I'm saying if I'm thinking of being a resident and moving here, sure. uh, who should I contact? And if I'm a business that wants to move here or develop business here, who should I contact? Well, what, I mentioned earlier the funding we got from the county. One of the things we did with the funding we got from the county was create a brand-new website specifically for economic development, chooseforsyth.org. It's a very simple to remember, chooseforsyth.org. Well, thank you very much to Robert Long, our guest, who's the economic uh, VP, uh, economic development uh, officer mm-hmm. at Fourth at Fourth Site and the City of Cumming mm-hmm. and Chamber of Commerce. I'm sorry. Um, thank you, and a reminder to keep on developing your business. Goodbye. Thank you.
On behalf of the Pro Business Channel Networks, we want to thank our guests, sponsors, and you, the audience, for joining us on the Business Developers Network. This episode made possible in part by Innovative Growth Solutions. For more info, visit igscorp.net. Today's broadcast can be heard on demand on your favorite internet channels, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play, and across the PBC syndicated networks. We invite you to share the show using the posted social media links and join Artie Ruderman and his guests on the next episode of the Business Developers Network.